Hello and welcome to You Can Do Big Things. I'm Katie, a mindset and success coach dedicated to helping women just like you build a mindset for success, achieve their goals and level up in all areas of their life. This podcast is the place where I share positive vibes and practical guidance to help fire up your motivation, empower you to go after your dreams and give you the confidence to do the things that scare you. I'll be sharing insights into my story alongside the actionable tips, tools and advice that I use with my private clients. I'm here to show you that your potential is limitless. So if you're ready to dive in, it's time to realise you can do big things. Welcome back to the podcast. This week I'm speaking with the lovely Kelly Fleetwood, who is a former corporate gal and now a nutritionist. So in this episode, we're going to talk all about her transition from a corporate job to studying and becoming a nutritionist. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like to start off by giving us a little bit of an intro to you and a bit of an overview of that journey that you've been on. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, So I used to work in, as Katie said, a corporate um, role. So um, I used to work in basically tech marketing. So I've worked for quite a few big tech companies. And I basically decided about probably five or six years ago that I didn't want to work in tech anymore and really wanted to work in food. And my biggest, I guess, passion area within food was always nutrition. So I took the plunge and left my tech role, which at the time was in Amazon, and decided to study a nutrition degree, which was as you know, Katie, like the, <laughs> it was tough at times, <laughs> um, just a complete change to anything I'd ever done before. Um, but the best thing I've ever done without a doubt, um, I just found it so interesting. I love the world of nutrition. And um, ever since then, I've been making steps to um, in the future become a sole nutritionist. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of in the process of that journey at the moment, but I feel like the hardest bit is, is done. <laughs> amazing it's so exciting and actually I love that you said it was it was kind of five six years ago and you are still on that journey now and I think so much of the time when we think about a career change it's like really unhappy in a job think I want to move into a different industry I want to do something different and overnight it's that shift of handing in my notice and then starting from scratch and setting up a new business or studying again but actually it sounds like it was completely different for you that it has been a very very gradual process over six years or more to get you to this position that you're in now. Yeah definitely I think that was actually the biggest thing holding me back to begin with because I'd say I probably sat on the idea for about two years and didn't do anything with it. And in my head, I just kept thinking, oh, I've gotten into a really good position in this like tech career. You know, I was like a senior marketing manager. It felt like a good fit for me on paper in terms of the type of work, but actually day to day, I wasn't passionate about it at all, but I was really passionate about food and nutrition. And I just kept thinking, oh, it's such a massive change though. Like I, you know, obviously there's some there are some um crossovers but on the whole you know moving from like the tech world into food like there really isn't that much similarity so in my head I just kept thinking it's too big a leap I can't do it I shouldn't do it especially like you know going and doing a science degree like I'd never done anything sciencey before but actually some of the best advice I was given um was to see it as little baby steps and just think about that next small step in front of you and take that step. And then don't worry about the future. Don't keep thinking, oh, but what am I gonna do with this? What if it doesn't work? Like just 
set yourself up for the next step, get that done and then focus on the next one. And that's been really helpful. And that's how I'm approaching it now. And I'm enjoying it more because I feel like I'm not focusing on the end end goal all the time. I'm like enjoying each step in the process and kind of, yeah, taking it day by day. I think taking off that like overnight pressure of like, oh my goodness, now I suddenly have no money coming in. I yeah. have and I need to make this work. And you go into a very different type of energy that you're very yeah. blessed and it feels like a very needy energy. Whereas Definitely. actually doing that transition much gradually, it does take the pressure off. And then I think you naturally enjoy what you're doing more because you're able to kind of do it at your own pace and be picky about the work that you are and you aren't doing. Yeah, definitely. And actually going from being in a full-time job to going back to studying mm. must have been <laughs> difficult. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> it, so my studies in total, so, well, just to give background. So I did an undergrad degree, oh, 13 years ago in marketing. That is really scary. Um, and that was obviously an arts degree. So I've never been a science gal. Like I've never done anything sciencey at all. Um, so yeah, going from that into, you know, going back to uni as a mature student, doing a master's degree in a science subject was like so overwhelming at times. I was like, what, why am I doing this to myself? Um, but I had, I had two years of study. So it was a year of, um, it was kind of like a prerequisite um, course that I did to prep me for the master's, which was then also a year. So it was two years total. And I remember being sat in my very first lecture for this prerequisite course. And the lecturer said to a room of like 200 students, um, you know, nutrition students, medical students, so future doctors, they're probably doctors now, whatever, um, saying, okay, so I assume everyone in the room knows how a cell works. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea. And this is the first thing that she said. That basically, from there, I was like, okay, I really, really need to like, just throw everything into this and just commit myself to it and just try not to freak out too much because otherwise I'm going to really struggle. Um, but yeah, I mean, it got easier over time. I think the more knowledge I got and got into the rhythm of studying, it, it got easier, but it was definitely scary at first. Yeah, allowing yourself to go back to being a beginner because mm. obviously you'd worked yourself up like in marketing, you'd done a degree in marketing, then you'd worked in marketing, you'd worked yourself up in a business and then to actually go back to something where you have no idea about the basics can mm. be really daunting. And I think as we get older and as we get more settled in a career, and I know from my perspective as well, like you almost get quite cozy in the role that you're in. And I actually think that makes it more difficult to make the change because when you are not unhappy when you don't hate your job when you are you have got a good work-life balance and you're working with good people and you're getting good opportunities it can make it really difficult to be like like yeah. this is fine but this isn't what I want the rest of my life to look like and I was having a conversation mm. with a friend probably near enough a year ago now at the start of the pandemic and I was saying to her like oh, but like I've been at KPMG for nine years I've been in the same role I've worked myself up like I did accounting at uni and like, it's almost felt like it was too late to make a change because like I had it good. And like, even before the pandemic, I could work from home a couple of days a week and I was close to the office and my team were really fun. And that I think was holding me back so much more than I ever thought it was because I just put myself into this box of, I work in a corporate job and I've got it pretty good compared to lots of other people who work in a corporate job. I didn't have anything that was really pushing me to do something different because nothing was awful. And I think that like it's like you said for you as well like really slow down your decision to actually think yeah I don't want to spend like the rest of my life and yeah okay I've been there for nine years but actually how many more years of my career have I got left 
a lot more yeah. tiring years. And actually, it's never too late. Like people change their careers at 40, 50, 60. Yeah. And can be super successful. So definitely. I think as what well, yeah, I agree with all of that. And I think the thing that we think in our heads sometimes is, oh, if I change careers, I'm completely starting again, which from, you know, to some extent you are initially because you need to build up your own reputation and brand and everything you're about in a new space, which you're not used to. But the truth is you don't just wipe away everything that you've done. Like, you know, your career in KPMG, you would have gained so many skills and so much experience that you're probably not even aware of because you're still in the bubble a little bit but when you fully come out of it you will appreciate how much you've done and I feel like that as well I feel like you know there isn't a lot of crossover like I said between tech and nutrition but the way I see it now it's taken me a long time to get to this point but the way I see it is okay well working in a big tech company meant I was very results driven and now that kind of helps me with nutrition because people that I'm trying to help with nutrition I'm always focused on their end goal so I feel like I've got a skill in yeah. helping to help them achieve their goal and also the other thing I say is when you really think about it, what is the worst that can happen? Like, you know, when I left Amazon, I left on good terms. I made sure I left on good terms and, um, you know, kept good relationships with the people that I had there. And a couple of them said to me, you know, oh, if you know, if you do decide that you want to come back, like the doors always open, which obviously in reality, you never know to what extent they fully mean that. But it's just a bit of security and it makes you think, do you know what, actually, if I was desperate to go back. I'm sure I can make it happen in some way. I have worked there for a long time, or even if it's not an Amazon, but it was another big company like that, it wouldn't be the hardest thing. Cause it's, it's always going to be on your CV. You're never going to lose that. So yeah. I think it's, yeah, it takes a bit of a risk, but at the same time, you've still got a bit more support than you think. I think. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And it's not all just about like the knowledge that you have from a job. It's actually like the person you've become. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, the confidence, public speaking, organization, using spreadsheets, whatever it is, you learn so many yeah. like going to uni, you know how you, you learn so many like broader skills, even just how to live by yourself. It's actually often not like the, the degree content or the content yeah. you learn from your job that is what definitely. you take into and is kind of yeah you take into your your next role yeah and also I think you can just see it as like you're bringing a new angle to this new industry as well like that you know sometimes I, I get a bit downtrodden in my head I'm like oh god like all these other nutritionists have got so much more experience than me but I think well actually why don't I then focus what I can bring to the table that's different and new that's my angle and then that in a way helps you to carve out your business anyway so yeah, yeah. So what kind of came first when you were thinking about making this career change? So did nutrition start as a hobby and then you thought, actually, I really love this and I could turn it into a business? Or were you in your corporate job and you thought, oh, this isn't what I want to do forever. Let me look for something that could turn into a career. Actually, I really love nutrition and it built that way. I can't. I think because because it happened because it took me so long to make the decision. I can't remember what came first, but. I've always been a foodie from like a child age. This is something that's like ingrained in me and in my family as well. And it brings us as a family together a lot. So it's always felt like I knew that I've, I know that I've always been interested in it. And I've probably been saying for the last even 10 years, oh, I'd love to work in food, not necessarily nutrition, but food. Like, but I just never, for some reason, saw it as like a thing I would ever do. It was just a, oh, I wish I was working in food. So I think, I think I just got to a point in Amazon where I could see myself 
I think I'd just got a promotion to like senior marketing manager and I was happy I'd achieved it. But then looking at my next step, because I think I've got a bit of a mindset of like always looking at the next step, which is good in some ways. Sometimes it's not. I think it's good to enjoy where you are in the moment. But I didn't I realized that I didn't want my manager's job and, and that job would have been my natural next step. So it just prompted me to think, okay, well, where do I actually go from here now? Like, do I stay in the business and stay at this level? Probably not, because I know what I'm like, and that wouldn't, <laughs> that wouldn't satisfy me. Do I actually try and get to the next level in Amazon? And to be honest, that was a really easy decision for me. I just thought, I actually don't, I don't want to do that. So now is the time to, to make a change. Um, and I actually, I think I, the first step I made was just researching uni um, or just nutrition courses and I looked at some that was sort of like you know a couple of months long or maybe a year long um, but actually in doing the research I realized that if you want to become a registered nutritionist which is a um, kind of it's like an NHS recognized accreditation for nutritionists and it's slowly gaining more um, sort of cred you know it's becoming more, um, sorry, seen as more credible, basically. I realised that if I wanted to go down that route, then that was the kind of course I would need to do. I would need to do a course that would allow me to become a registered nutritionist. And that is really a bigger commitment than a sort of like two month nutrition course. Because I think initially I thought, oh, I'll do the nutrition course on the side. Mm -hmm. And then I, it dawned on me, no, you need to actually go at this 100% if you want to do this, because it's going to be an undergrad degree again, or a master's degree. But I realized that I wouldn't be able to get onto the master's degree without having done this prerequisite course. So it, I think I was just forced <laughs> into making a decision. I just realized that I needed to, you know, the best bet for me was probably to do the master's degree, but that would require me um, just, yeah, making a, quite a big change to my um, my work setup. So I, I think I did actually go down to part time for like a really short amount of time. Um, but yeah, it just it wasn't fully working out. So, yeah, I just took the plunge and left. You did basically. fully leave Amazon when you were doing your yeah. undergrad. Yes. Uh, yeah so well my um yeah like this prerequisite course and then the master's degree yeah I did actually um have some work on the side so I did um was able to work for a registered nutritionist um Rhiannon who we obviously both know that's how we met um so I was working for her for a few days a week um initially and then towards the end I was um freelancing for one of my friends as well so I did have some steady work whilst I was doing it um, which helped me to kind of transition. But yeah, I would not have been able to keep up the full time working for a company like Amazon. It just wouldn't have been possible. And did you find that decision quite easy to make? Did you suddenly just wake up one day and you were like, you know what, today feels like the right day? Or did it take a lot of pep talks with yourself to, yeah, the latter. <laughs> courage to actually make that, that leap? Yeah, the latter, definitely. Because I'd been at Amazon for, I think, five years by that point. And I, I, joined the company at a time where they were in really high growth so I was on quite a comfortable salary and you know a good sort of share package and things like that so I knew that I'd be walking away from a lot by doing it but I think the thing that like propelled me forward was the thought of not doing the degree like I just kept thinking okay well I've done my research I know what I need to do I've looked into the course and to me this just sounds like the most amazing thing I could ever do I was just so excited I was like oh my god I could be sat there in a lecture I'm such a geek I was like I could be sat there learning about this and this and then every time I just really I just thought oh you know well 
you could do that or you could stay here it was an easy choice so it was it was hard and it was scary and I didn't do it straight away it took a long time and a lot of like pep talks from other people around me to take the plunge but you know in the end I knew my heart knew what I wanted to do and it was to do that <laughs> and I think actually that's the beauty of moving into an industry that you are really passionate about is mm. maybe if you didn't love nutrition so much and you weren't so excited about doing that degree it would have made it a much more difficult decision for you to yeah. make for career change because there wasn't that kind of pull towards this sounds so exciting and that's something I really want to learn about and I think so much of that is just coming back to like what's important to you and what do you value and what do you find interesting and I think yeah. like I find it so admirable that I have so many friends that genuinely have incredible careers in an industry that they're so passionate about and I love that you said about like having people around you that were supporting you and like that's such an incredible position to be in as well because I know for so long I mean all my friends are so incredibly supportive but thinking about my parents when I was going through a career change as well it was a very different dynamic there yeah. in terms of mm. they had no idea why I would leave a secure job at a big company where I was getting a good salary everything like it seemed like a very good setup it seemed like it was what success looked like for them commuting into London every day and being in an office nine to five and they just could not understand why on earth I would give all of that up to start something else and actually take a massive risk because I yeah. deep down knew that like for me coaching was what I wanted to do and that's really where my passion was and I believed in myself that I could make a career out of it but when you don't have those that supportive network around you and people who almost make you second guess yourself all the time it does make that journey much more difficult because you then question oh my gosh is this the right thing to do like does, yeah. does everybody else know something that I don't know yeah absolutely I, th I had a similar um situation with my parents they yeah, they were, I think they were just worried. They were just, you know, they just, just kept saying wrap things. Wrap us up in bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think also my parents just like didn't want it to not go right. And then me, yeah. to well, you didn't stop me from doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now you're responsible for me. Your fault. Back home. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just a generational thing is how yeah. I always see it. Like we've, we've just got a bit of a different mentality. And, you know, I think it's unfortunate that I think sometimes our parents were made to feel like, their work was all about the money I think we are fortunate that today people and you know companies on the whole recognize the work is about more than you know just putting in your hours that you've got to be happy and enjoying yourself at work because you spend so long there that was in fact that was the other thing that made me um take the plunge was when I would think about how much of my week was spent at work and when you do the maths it's quite scary like if you look at it purely just on a simplistic basis and think okay how many hours am I spending doing this a week you know is this really what I want to do and yeah that, and also when you said about like you looking at your boss and thinking that's the next step for me is that actually something mm. I want yeah definitely not then why yeah why are you staying there that was exactly like a wake up call for me I think as well like you know we're we're we need to we we kind of like need to make these decisions at quite a young age. Like I did my undergrad degree at 18. I had no idea what I wanted to do at 18. And I felt like I fell into a career after uni and I'm so grateful for it. And, you know, the years I was there, it was great. And like we said, I, I learned skills that I've not even really probably truly realized that I've learned, but it, 
wasn't I don't feel like I ever really have full control over it if that makes sense I feel like I kind of just said yes to opportunities that came up I happen to be quite good at it but if I actually think about that career and my personality and what I'm passionate about they weren't really aligned at all like I really like working with people and obviously food so it just it didn't make a lot of sense either on paper whenever I tell anyone that like I did my accountancy exams and I was an accountant they're like what the hell I was really surprised when I met you (laughs) like your personality but again I just fell into it like yeah I was like 18 when like I joined KPMG and I did my professional exams through them and like I just thought that was the done thing. I was like, oh, I did, yeah. I did economics. Like that just seems like the next step. Definitely. And it's not when you step back and think like, oh my God, that really just is so not me. Yeah. How <laughs> on earth did I end up here? <laughs> Definitely. So what, how did it kind of work in terms of, so you were obviously working at Amazon, you were researching all of these courses. Did you have a bit of a plan or was there anything else that was going on? So if anyone's listening and they are in a a full-time job and they do want to make that transition, kind of what were the steps that you went through? Like, did you have a financial plan or did you try and save loads of money or like, yeah, it's an important question. I feel like even though we've just spoken about how much nicer it is that we've been able to take this step you do have to be realistic and you do have to think about I'd say probably two key things time and money they're like the two things that you'll come up against when you come to leave so so I'm fortunate and was fortunate at the time to have um a boyfriend who I live with and you know we we were fortunate that we could support ourselves together if we approached it as like a couple rather than just me trying to figure all this out by myself um but I did work alongside my studies the whole time. So um, trying to think what order I did everything. And basically I start, like I said, I started off at Amazon, um, so stayed at Amazon, but dropped down to a part-time basis. And that kind, that was obviously still quite good from a money perspective, but from a time perspective, it wasn't quite working out. Like I felt like I struggled to fit everything in in the week. Then an opportunity came up to work for Rhiannon, um, supporting with her nutrition business. And that worked better in terms of the two things were kind of connected. So I was able to do nutrition studies whilst, you know, in the days that I was working for Rhiannon, it was still nutrition focused. So I felt like my learning really accelerated that year because the two just went hand in hand and I could apply both, you know, work to studies and vice versa. Um, And then uh at some point in that um year I also started to work freelance for someone I used to work with at Amazon so this is where I say the money side of things really helped and this goes back to what I was saying before because you've had this career before and you've built yourself up to a certain level that doesn't leave you and I think you can really use that to your advantage whilst you're in the process of changing completely over to this new career so I think for the last probably year of my studies across the two years, I was only I was working one or two days a week for this consultancy business for my friend who'd worked at Amazon. And it was in what I used to do at Amazon. So I could still charge a really decent day rate, but at the same time be doing like be going back to basics for the rest of the week and doing my nutrition degree. So it was a balance. Um, and yeah, I mean, me and my boyfriend sat down and just worked everything out and said, okay, realistically, what do I need to earn during my time? studying um you know knowing it's going to take two years from start to finish we just need to be prepared and just have a bit of a plan and you, I don't think you need to get too um too stressed or worried about it because if you 
do have a career before and you can use that whilst you're studying go for it like just be a bit more comfortable with you know going freelance for the first time and you know having to be a bit more agile in how you set up your weeks and things like it, it can be done um but I, the other the, the biggest thing I would actually say the biggest challenge and um something I really had to figure out throughout the two years was time so you know it did on the whole work for me working free you know self-employed whether for Rhiannon or for my friend um and being able to fit my studies around it and I'm so grateful for that but you do need to be realistic because when you study those are the deadlines that don't change like you can't change your days in uni they are set days you have lectures that you need to attend and if you don't attend you're not really getting the most out of the degree and what was the point in doing it so you just have to be prepared to really like I said be quite agile move things around just go go with the flow a bit and also unfortunately sacrifice some of your weekends and downtime um and be prepared for a bit of stress along the way or a lot of stress sometimes you sound so like confident and so brave and so in control when you talk about it and like did it feel like that at the time or no (laughs) (laughs) that is a massive facade no I feel I feel good now because I feel like I'm out the other side of the really difficult bit but no I, I don't want anyone to think it was an easy journey like I said those first three months I'd say were the hardest by far there were a lot of tears I remember at one point honestly picking up a textbook and throwing it across the room and being like why am I doing this like why have I done this to myself um but it does get easier it it really does because you adapt and you know you do like the, the content I was learning I was I had a good basis for it and that only increased as I went through that first year so by the time I got to my master's degree it wasn't a shock to the system because I'd already done a year of studying and had some nutrition knowledge under my belt um but I mean yeah I mean there were still times on the degree where it I mean I remember doing my biochemistry exams and I have never been so scared of an exam in my whole life it was like learning a different language but but also a bit sick yeah (laughs) Me too, even when I think about it now. But the good thing was because we did have this plan for, you know, I wasn't worried about earnings. I wasn't worried about, you know, time management was hard around that period, but I knew I'd get through it. But the the other actually really big thing I'd say, maybe this applies more to people that have decided to go back to study again, is your support system is everything. Like I was so lucky that I made friends on both courses I did. And we're like still really close now, like we're best of friends and it, they got me through those years, 100%. I could not have done it on my own. You just you just need people that understand your situation and are trying to go through the same thing and can just pick you up when you're down and you can, you know, have wine with them and just vent it out. And yeah, yeah I can agree those. more. That's definitely been the biggest thing for me. And actually to have like role models around you of people yeah. who have gone through that transition and either going through it at the same time as you or have gone through it a few years before and actually come out of the other side like you are now and saying like yeah obviously I understand the struggle while you're going through it but like you'll come out the other side and it'll be you'll look back and it'll be the best thing that you ever did 100 percent, yeah and when did you know that like it was time to take the leap was it because the like your nutrition course was about to start at uni or did you just kind of think like if I don't do it now like I'm never gonna do it so yeah I think I was doing all of my research in probably the January through to um, March of that year. And as I went through and it kind of picked up pace, I was putting all the details into a spreadsheet and figuring out clearly what my options were. 
and they obviously all had a natural start date of September so that was easy for me to know when the right time was to do it and I feel like it was a good enough period of time for me to properly make my mind up um, I initially was actually rejected from all of the courses that I applied to because I didn't have an undergrad science degree but when I rang each of the unis I found out there was an option to do something called associate study which meant I could do that as this prerequisite to the masters and again that started in September so once I had the kind of yes from a uni to do that course that was my time to take the plunge really that forced me into it um, and then I just had a few months build up of you know securing my drop down to part-time hours so that happened in that time ready for it to start in September and then yeah I think I only did that for three months and then just resigned because the opportunity came up with um, yeah, yeah I think having that kind of timeline structure in place is so key because realistically you're never going to feel 100% ready it's always going to be scary it's always going to be a bit of a risk but yeah. actually giving yourself like what did you give yourself nine months to almost figure everything out yeah. before you were actually yeah <laughs> it was nine months yeah, yeah. like it things take longer this is one of the biggest realizations that I've had things just always take longer than you expect them to take and actually just taking the baby steps is the most important thing that you can be doing you don't have to suddenly make these huge overnight shifts but really what are the small things you can be doing behind the scenes even if it's like reach, re researching courses showing up a bit more on Instagram doing a bit of reading speaking to people in the industry what can you be doing while you are still in your safety net of working yeah. time to start gradually making that transition so you don't suddenly hand in your notice and you're like I'm starting with a blank sheet of paper and I'm freaking out. Yeah, I wouldn't advise anyone to do it that way. <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's not necessary either. I don't think, I think, yeah, it's, it's easier to take in small steps and just figure it out on the way. Yeah. Um, what would you say is being the biggest challenge that you've faced whilst you've been going through this transition? I'd say firstly, just changing to something completely different. And the, it almost, it did, feel like at one point I'd gone backwards because I you know going back to uni as a mature student was something I just was not prepared for and in some ways it's amazing because you you know when I did my undergrad I wasn't passionate about it I didn't really care in all honesty I went out more than I studied and it was great <laughs> but this time I was at uni for a completely different reason like completely it was all about the course and obviously I made friends along the way but it was a completely different setup um, but there were times where I'd be sitting in the lecture hall amongst, you know, luckily other mature students as well, but also 18 year olds. And you do just think, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> um, and I think, you know, doing that alongside learning all this new content or this new um, information about nutrition, that that was really tough at times. I felt really out of my depth. Um, but the other thing I'd say I found tough was. I guess a bit of a lifestyle adjustment. So my role at Amazon was very, you know, like I said, I was on quite a comfortable salary. I had been there for so long that I was able to almost like optimize my work. So I knew what the priorities were. I knew what I had to do to keep the business happy, do my job to, you know, a, a sufficient level, but I wasn't like killing myself over the hours. It was very sociable. I had lots of friends there. There were lots of like after work drinks, lots of client lunches and things like that. Like, you know, the perks of a role like that. So to go from that to, oh, I'm a student again. 
that was really tough to begin with. But the thing that kept me moving forward was firstly, knowing that I was on the right track to doing something that I wanted to do. But also the other thing that really kept me like motivated to do it was when I spoke to other people who were in the position that I'd only I'd been in only a few months before so lots of my friends came forward saying oh you know oh it's amazing that you've done this oh I'd love to I'd love to change careers and I my response to them always was like I'm doing it like you you should think about it as well I am proof that you can do it but then you realize actually I do feel really grateful that I've I've been in a position to make this change and that that was a good reminder of like why I did it I think and looking back is there anything that you wish you'd have done differently oh that's a good question yeah I think I'd say and this is the story of my life not (laughs) not get so stressed over the nutrition study because what I've learned in this process is I'm a massive perfectionist and you don't need to be a perfectionist to get your degree and move forward like I think because I was so used to working quite a high performing environment at Amazon and getting quite good feedback with what I was doing for most of the time. I kind of kept trying to apply that to my degree, but wasn't giving myself enough like lenience. I kept, I just kept thinking, okay, I've got to get a first in this, a first in this. When the only person telling me to do that was myself, not a single other person was saying you have to get a first. In reality, I needed to just pass it and I've got my accreditation but I just put myself through hell saying, oh, you have to do this really well. Kelly, why aren't you getting high marks here? So yeah, I I wish I hadn't have let myself get so stressed and so just dead set on getting perfect marks because I probably would have been less stressed. (laughs) Amazing. And just to wrap up, one piece of advice that you would give someone who is looking to change career, but might be kind of too scared or, or worried that it might not work out. I would say to just take your time with it and make sensible decisions but be prepared to take a bit of a risk because it always will involve risk but if you've kind of got a good plan in place and you're not trying to do everything at once then you will get there and I think hopefully I'm proof of that I'm I'm, like I said I'm still not through to where I think I want to be in future um in terms of being a you know full time you know just only having a nutrition business like I am still I'm, I'm working for um a big food company at the moment and that works for me really well like it's a big enough you know so it's a huge change from what I was doing before and it involves food and nutrition but I've not completely gone out on my own yet I'm kind of balancing both at the moment which is working really well I'm learning from that but there is a time in future I definitely want to completely take that leap but I'm just enjoying the process I feel like I'm I've already come so far on this journey now so I just want to yeah, enjoy it actually so beautiful to see because gosh when did we last see each other maybe like a year and a half ago yeah like, I think yeah, a year and a half ago and I think you were still I think you were just about to start your studies yes I was yeah yeah, yeah. the oh. week yeah, a week later after we met, I started my master's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I obviously haven't seen you since then. It feels yeah. like so much has changed since then. So yeah, yeah, just you should be so proud of yourself. And it's so amazing yeah. that you are living proof that these things are possible and, and that you can make a real success of it. So yeah, well thank done. You. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so lovely to chat to you and get to know a bit more about your story. And thank you for sharing all of your words of wisdom and your advice with us. 
very welcome thank you for having me oh, you're so welcome and hopefully i'll see you in real life soon yes i hope so <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of You Can Do Big Things. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and share. It really does mean the world and I absolutely love hearing your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at Forbes and on my website at katiesarahforbes.com. Until next time, sending you lots of love and speak soon.